InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. The world can be unforgiving for anyone trying to make it in work or in life. But our next guest has the answers as the first minority winner of NBC's The Apprentice. With more, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Randall Pinkett. He was the winner of Season 4 of the TV show The Apprentice and the show's first minority winner. And he's now the author of a book called Black Faces in White Places. Randall, welcome to InfoTrack. Hey, thanks for having me on the program. Glad to be here. Now, for people who did not see you in The Apprentice, tell us about the kind of odd way your victory was handled and how that relates to writing this book. I was the Season 4 winner of The Apprentice. There have been nine seasons of the show and to this day, I am still the only person of color that has ever emerged victorious on the show. Interestingly, during the finale for my season, Donald Trump actually, after naming me the winner, he asked me if I wanted to share the title with my competitor, which I flatly refused. I was subjected to incredible levels of scrutiny and criticism for that decision. Folks who said I was a sore loser and wasn't willing to share the winnings when my response to them then is my response now. I earned the victory. Why in the world would I want to share it with all due respect to my competitor? But I think my experience, interestingly, is and was a reflection of what we can often see in the workplace, that despite the fact that I played by all the rules and worked hard and did all the right things, went to the right schools, got a good education, competed fairly, there was still a challenge at the 11th hour And it really begs the question, why was that question ever presented to me in the first place? And perhaps more importantly, why have there been no other people of color who have won since me over nine seasons? And the book is really an attempt for me and my co-author to shine a light on the continuing disparities in the workplace. And the real impetus behind it is really, how can our country be competitive and how can our country continue in its tradition of greatness if there is still an unlevel playing field in a country that is increasingly diversifying. In your book, you refer to the American workplace as a game, and that game is certainly not the same as it was even a few years ago, is it? No, no, it's changed radically, and just one of many examples of how it's changed. You know, minorities are now projected to be the majority of our country by the year 2050. In fact, minorities are already the majority in California, And in the next two decades, they'll be the majority in Texas, in New York, and in Florida. So it's a much different context. I believe what we all need is to develop an appreciation and understanding of multiple cultures and multiple backgrounds if you want to compete effectively in this game. And not game meaning amusement, but game meaning a competition. And it's not about blacks learning more about whites or whites learning more about blacks. It's about all of us learning more about one another and what makes us the same and also what makes us different and celebrating that. You also write about your belief that black Americans need to redefine the game now. Explain that. Well, we use the metaphor of the game and redefining the game as being synonymous with leveling the playing field. When you think about a game, you think about a team, you think about a field where you compete to win. And we believe the workplace is very much a competition where people compete to win. So when we're arguing we need to redefine the game, we're saying we've got to reshape the rules, we've got to restructure the power, and we've got to level the playing field that everyone has an equal opportunity to fulfill what is their destiny. You also write about the importance, particularly for African Americans, of establishing a strong identity and purpose. Absolutely. This book is the product of five years of work 
by my co-author Jeffrey Robinson and myself. We conducted dozens of interviews with prominent African Americans across varied sectors. We tried to distill what are the strategies that they've used to navigate environments where they've been underrepresented, where they don't see reflections of themselves. And the first and foremost strategy is establish a strong identity and purpose. And that's a generalizable strategy, not particular to African-Americans, but one that came out very strongly in our interviews with African-Americans. And very simply, identity is how you define yourself, and purpose is how you explain why you're here. Identity is really what grounds you. It's kind of like an anchor. And purpose is like a compass. It's what guides you. And we believe that the combination of identity that grounds you and purpose that guides you is what's needed in order to successfully navigate any environment where you may be challenged or stereotyped so that you have something to hold on to, to define yourself and to guide yourself so that you can overcome any challenge. Our guest on InfoTrack is Randall Pinkett, the winner of Season 4 of the TV show The Apprentice and author of a book called Black Faces in White Places. So do you think the goal or the solution would be bringing more black faces into traditionally white places? Absolutely. I'll give you a perfect example. I'm a proud alum of MIT in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and MIT's alumni magazine, which is titled Spectrum, recently published an article that was a retrospective look at the accomplishments of alumni over many, many, many years. And the article did not have a single person of color highlighted over all the years that MIT has been in existence. And minorities were outraged. I was outraged. How could you publish a magazine as a retrospective on alumni accomplishments and not have a single person of color? And I have to believe that had there been a person of color at the table, which I'm certain there was not, that they would have flagged that. They would have raised the issue. They would have said, wait a second, we're missing something. And so you can extrapolate that to not just people of color, but it's having more women. It's having people of different nationalities, people of varied backgrounds. We've got to figure out how do we diversify, you know, the executive ranks, the senior level ranks, the decision-making ranks. Because right now, that's where we continue to be underrepresented, and that's what we want to highlight through black faces and white places. One of the things you write about is fostering the entrepreneurial mindset among the minority community. Talk about that for a moment, and how do you go about doing that? I'm not suggesting to your listeners that they have to be an entrepreneur. We're suggesting that they have to have an appreciation for what it means to think like an entrepreneur. It's how do you embody that way of thinking. It's creativity. It is resourcefulness. It's bringing passion to what you do. And it's bringing a level of vision to what you do. And we found from the interviews that those who've been successful really reflect that kind of thinking where they see opportunity, they seek opportunity, and they really seize opportunity like an entrepreneur would in a business environment. What do you think the goal for the black community should be in today's America? And how do you get everybody moving in the same direction for that goal? Well, you know, I think the fact of the matter is that the black community is so diverse and it is so stratified nowadays between upper class, uber upper class, middle class, working class, that I don't know if having a goal is realistic. I think that there's different goals for different stakeholders within the community. But I think one thing that we could perhaps all agree is that there's a lot of room in terms of how we create an America that is receptive to people of all backgrounds. And how do we leave a legacy individually and collectively that this country is better than we found it, electing a black president? That's something that we can look back upon our generation and say, hey, that's something that we accomplished. 
Black Faces in White Places is challenging its readers and your listeners to say, what can you do to help move the ball up the field even further? And I invite your listeners to go to redefinethegame.com if they want to learn more. Randall Pickett, the winner of season four of the TV show The Apprentice and the author of a book called Black Faces in White Places. Randall, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you very much for having me. Great interview. Really appreciate it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.